If somebody says to you, Hey Shiva Shambo, hey Shiva Shambo, and you don't know what you're saying, but you don't need to know what you're saying to feel connected to that. So you just go, Hey Shiva Shambo, hey Shiva Shambo, and you let yourself be carried a little bit by it. So that's that's a wonderful beginning step. Hello and welcome to the Don't Forget Yoga Podcast, helping new yoga teachers absorb yogic wisdom with music, mantras, oh, and don't mnemonics. On the yoga podcast, music and mantra and mnemonics. Oh, I'm your host, Derek Pashupa Goodwin, a seasoned yoga teacher, Kirtanwala, and someone who struggles to remember things. Uh, what was I just saying? Oh yeah. Today, I'm sharing an evergreen clip from an interview that originally appeared in my Warrior One podcast in 2020. I met today's guest, Manorma, at the 2011 Jiva Mukti Yoga teacher training, where she revealed to us the beauty of Sanskrit. Manorma began learning Sanskrit at age 13 under the tutelage of Sri Brahmananda Sarasvati at the Ananda Ashram in upstate New York. After he passed on, she began developing her own teaching methodology, the Sanskrit Studies Method, a world-class training in the Sanskrit tradition with an emphasis on grammatical study, the science of vibration, chanting, and philosophy. A common question that I hear in the yoga and kirtan communities is, how much does it really matter if we pronounce mantras correctly? In 2019, I interviewed Manorma in Central Park, and I got to ask her that question. We'll get to hear her answer at the end of this clip, which begins with Manorma talking about taking what she learned from Sri Brahmananda Sarasvati and adapting those teachings for Westerners. She explains that Sanskrit is a revealed language. She talks a little about its five distinct points on the palette, And then, she answers the question about mantra pronunciation. It's a short and sweet one for you today. I hope you'll enjoy it. And here's Manorma. Also, I'm in a unique position, I think, in the West because I'm a Westerner. So my teacher, I always say he was an Easterner, and he was deeply Eastern. And he brought the East to the West. And I was not going to be an Eastern girl who brought the East to the West. I was a Western girl at the time, now woman, who is able to translate. But I also know the areas in the West that are confusing for people and the areas that are really of deep interest. I just have a sense of that. In this synthesis of these elements, what started to happen was I started to realize, oh, this will be confusing for them oh, this is not confusing. This is, they need to make sure they understand this. And with years and years of teaching so many students, what happened was the Sanskrit studies method started to evolve. The basic principles, the way to approach the language, the language is itself. I didn't make the Sanskrit language. No one did. It was a revealed language. But what I am able to have brought to the subject is a way to approach it. And that's the Sanskrit studies method. It's a way to approach 
the language so that you, you are successful in the learning of it so that you can learn these deep principles of yogic wisdom that get revealed through the verses, through the Sanskrit mantras, through the grammar, and through the philosophy. So when you say it's a revealed language, how does that happen? Were, were we monkeys swinging from the trees and then... No. <laughs> Although, yes, but no, not in this context. It's a very key point you learn in Sanskrit that it is not made. What is made can be unmade. But what is revealed, it's like mathematics. Nobody made math. But certain sages, certain wise adepts at math, the mathematicians of old, they were able to look and find different codes in the world as they see it and, and absorb so deeply within it that suddenly different equations, different proofs were presented and then resolved, presented and then resolved, or maybe they themselves presented them, but it was revealed to them. So the language was revealed. Sanskrit is said to have been revealed by the rishis. The rishi means the seers of light. They absorbed in a meditative state and from that depth of connectivity with spiritual light, evolved a language. It evolved out of five distinct points on the palate. We call those the five mouth positions. And from there, so many other configurations that formed into sounds and grammar and meaning. When we hear Sanskrit spoken correctly, it sounds the same as it did thousands of years ago. Is that the yes. idea? Yes, yes. Actually, that is the truth. In some languages, we like Latin, we don't know exactly as it's, how it sounds. But with Sanskrit, what's amazing, we have ideas about it with Latin, but with Sanskrit, there are endless books. There's endless books where they describe how much air you push towards what point on the palate, how much vibration in the vocal cords, uh, where do you direct the tongue, What's happening with the upper palate? So there's all this um, attention and focus on where you put what part of the mouth or what part of the throat. That gives you like a manual for maintaining the sound because the sound for the rishis was extremely important. The correct pronunciation was very important. What is the role of mantra in your practice and how important is it to pronounce the sounds correctly? Mantra is integral to my own practice. There's, I don't even know where mantra is separate and I'm separate at this point. I feel like a living mantra, <laughs> literally. The sound in mantra is just a reflection of light as it moves through the body and lifts the aspirant or the seeker towards something higher. And that has been the focus and the aim of my own life. And that's how I, I live it. The pronunciation is important. It's, it's very important, but it must not be made to be too important at the beginning. So in the very beginning, the important thing is to show up, to sit down, to to actually open the book or to listen to the guide or the teacher and to to have a feeling for it, you know? If somebody says to you, um, Hey, Shiva, Shambho, hey, Shiva, Shambho, and you don't know what you're saying, 
But you don't need to know what you're saying to feel connected to that. So you just go, hey, Shiva, Shambho, hey, Shiva, Shambho. And you let yourself be carried a little bit by it. So that's that's a wonderful beginning step. As time goes on and you want to go more deeply into the subject and the practice, then you want to come into greater alignment. And there's a difference between... Jayanti Mangala Kali Badra Kali Kapalini. You see, that doesn't have the same effect as Jayanti Mangala Kali Badra Kali Kapalini Durga Shiva Kshamadhatri Swaha Swadhana Mostute. And if you say the mantra correctly, you align your whole body, your consciousness, your palate, which becomes the body that allows the prana to flow, that supports the flow of that, and you get to have the experience that the mantra is aiming at. So that's one of the key reasons that you want to pronounce properly because you want to have the experience. That's amazing. Could you just sing the rest of the interview? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Thank you, Manorma, for sharing your wisdom. Thank you to our listeners for sticking around. Manorma can be found on her website, sanskritstudies.org, where she offers the Sanskrit Studies Method, a process that guides you through the remarkable journey of Sanskrit and shows you how to utilize the depth of Sanskrit in your yogic practice and life. There you can also find her Luminous Soul Method, which centers around understanding nine pillars. Each pillar holds a key to expanding yogic wisdom in your daily life. Find Manorma on Instagram at Manorma9, M-A-N-O-R-A-M-A, number nine. On Facebook and Twitter at Sanskrit Studies. And speaking of mantra, if you stick around for just one more second... Thank you so much for having me, Pashupa. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Oh, wait, wait. Can you chant one more? Oh, one more. What would one you like more, me to chant? Uh, how about Gayatri Mantra? Om Bhura Bhuvasva Tat Savitur Varirniyam Bhargo Devasya Dhimahi Dhiyo Yona Prachodayat Om Shanti 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 Om Thanks for listening to the Don't Forget Yoga Podcast. Your time and attention is deeply appreciated. Very deeply. If you like the show, please tell your yoga teacher friends about it or leave us a review. 
If you have a yoga mnemonic to share, anything else you want to talk about, I'd love to hear from you. Leave a voicemail at don'tforgetyoga.com right now during this guitar solo. Our listeners are the best. Until next time, refrain from being someone else's pain or, or disdain. disdain. Keep your third eye on, on the game. game. Each, Each line's main. Train your brain until yoga easily remains. In other words, don't forget. No, don't forget. Don't forget it. Mnemonics.